everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are almost to the end of the work week. Thank the Lord. Uh, happy Thursday to you. And you know, you know what? I, my hope is that you are all having a Thursday that is similar to that of how Alex Ovechkin celebrated yesterday when he uh, was celebrating the Washington Nationals winning the World Series. And that was by four bottles of champagne and popping them everywhere. You're probably saving them for tomorrow because, God forbid, you know what we all probably are. But nevertheless, um, <laughs> hope you're having a wonderful Thursday to this point. And welcome back to the pod. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, a site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And it is game day for the Golden Knights. It is a Halloween game day, something that's uh, not really normal around these parts. This is the first time the Golden Knights will be uh, playing a game at home on Halloween in their existence. Uh, Vegas will be taking on the Montreal Canadiens as Vegas looks to uh, end October on a high note at 9-5. and five. Uh, They come into this game at 8-5. and five. And they will be taking on the Canadians, who are on the second end of a back-to-back after defeating the Arizona Coyotes, the surging Arizona Coyotes, 4-1 to last night. Uh, the Golden Knights will obviously be having, uh, it, as it stands right now, the Golden Knights will be at full strength heading into this game. That means uh, Nate Schmidt will return to the lineup. That also means Alex Tuck will make his return to the lineup as well. Uh, We will hear from Nate Schmidt in a little bit. But before we kind of dive in a little bit more to this game, if this is the first time you've stumbled upon this podcast, first of all, welcome. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights Monday through Friday and sometimes on the weekends, depending on the game schedule. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are more than likely on that forum. Uh, if you are an Apple podcast, please be kind to leave us a review and a rating. Uh, any bit of that helps other people find the podcast and helps, uh, helps me become a better podcaster with all your comments and your feedback. Uh, they are all greatly appreciated. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at locked on VGK. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster 21. And if you're into the whole thing about sending emails, you can send one to locked on golden Knights at gmail.com. So the Golden Knights back again on the ice after a uh, 5-2 victory on Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. They return home for the third game of a four-game homestand, which will conclude Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets. And for the uh, Golden Knights, uh, as it stands right now, and and mind you, I'm recording this at 9.17 a.m. and morning skate is at 10.30, so a lot could possibly change up until this point. But considering that the Golden Knights have not made any recalls from AHL Chicago, uh, following their game against Tucson, I believe it was yesterday, uh, the Golden Knights are expected to carry 12 forwards, six defensemen, and two goalies for this matchup. So the lines are right now looking like this, with Carlson line centering with Marchessault and Smith, uh, Stasny line centering with Pacioretty and Stone, Eakin line centering with Glass on the left and Alex Tuck on the right, and then Nosek line with Carrier and Reeves. And defense pairings are looking, as indicated by rushes yesterday, it will be Braden McNabb and Nate Schmidt uh, starting it off, and then Shea Theodore, Derek England, and then John Merrill and Nick Holden with, again, barring any other uh, unforeseen changes, Marc-Andre Fleury will be getting the start in net for the Golden Knights. As for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, 
Again, coming off a, a 4-1 victory at Arizona last night, I do expect uh, Carey Price to not be getting the start. I do believe it will be Keith Kincaid that will be starting in net for the Canadians uh, tonight. And it also signifies the T-Mobile Arena debut of one Nick Suzuki, who you all recall was one of the uh, th- one of the triplets, one of the draft picks that the Golden Knights made in their inaugural draft class from the first round. He was then traded along with Tomas Tatar to Montreal for Max Pacioretty. So the lines for the Canadians are looking like this. Philip Deneau, as most of you will remember, the last time the Canadians played in Las Vegas, he had a hat trick, his very first hat trick, and the Canadians won overtime. He will be centering with Tatar and Gallagher, Domi with Druin and Armia, uh, Kakiemi with Lekanen and Byron, and then Thompson centering with Cousins and Nick Suzuki. The defensemen, uh, Mete with Weber, Sherratt with Petrie, and Riley with Flurry, and as we mentioned, Keith Kincaid should be the expected starter for the Canadians over Carey Price, who played last night and also got a skate to the head uh, as a result of his troubles last night. So probably the best way we're looking at this will be Keith Kincaid getting the start. So obviously this is a big game for the Golden Knights in the fact that this is probably going to be this is not this is probably this is the first time the Golden Knights will be playing at full strength for the first time this year. Obviously, Nate Schmidt was in the starting lineup on opening night, but he only lasted about three minutes of ice time. And Alex Tuck has not been seen since, uh, God, how long has it been now? Since the preseason finale against the San Jose Sharks prior to the season opener against the Sharks. Uh, So this is the first time we're seeing the Golden Knights at full strength. Uh, Obviously, the fact that they've... uh, been able to skate by with an eight and five start while those two guys have been out has been a huge benefit to them. And uh, Nate Schmidt did speak with everybody at the end of practice on Wednesday. And obviously the, uh, the man who dons the number 88 is very excited to get back on the ice with the Golden Knights. Super awesome. Back with my friends. It's really great. Uh, <laughs> it was just good to feel back in the, in the mix again. You get the buzz around the guys. You get to, you know the banter in the in the uh, upstairs in the weight room when you're, warm, you're warming up. You come on the ice. It was just it's very rewarding after the last couple of weeks. You know, going through things and, and uh, make sure you're healthy enough to come back. But it was awesome. You know, to yeah, less than 20 this year, which was nice. Um, so it was, uh, it was good. You know, I think that the first couple of days were really hard, you know, because I, I wanted to be back in the worst way. Um, the body just says sometimes you just got to you gotta listen to it, and especially with it being in there early in the year. But, you know, we had a few struggles. And it's hard to, you know, the difference between this year and last year is that I would just flip on the scores. And I wasn't able to actually watch the games. Um, so this year, when you sit and watch it, it makes it a little bit tougher on you because you're sitting there, you're, you're going through it all, you're, 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 you're grinding with the guys doing anything, right? So it made it a little bit more difficult, but uh, I liked our response in the last game uh, a lot, and I think our practice the last two days have been really good. I, I think I understand the importance of the silence factor when I'm gone, you know, especially in the room. A lot of, a lot of wasted air in the room. Um, so I think that uh, that's definitely a part of it. I just think anytime you miss a guy in the lineup, it, it, it forces other guys to play different roles. Um, whether it's Tucky, myself, Malcolm, many, you know, all three of us have uh, all contributed in our own way, and I think that uh, you lose a little bit of that. 
that's continuity, that, that chemistry in your lineup, it, it makes it harder. You, you force other guys to do things that maybe they're not used to doing, and that's always a little bit of an adjustment. I, I think uh, you know, Tucky brings a lot to our forward group. He allows our guys to you know, really open up the ice, especially as a defenseman. You love guys like that, and guys who can really open up the play for yourself and create some space for you. Um, I think it's when you have Mark playing as well as he has. And, uh, Malcolm gave him a breather. It's always really nice. And, and for me, I think uh, I'm just excited to get back and, and, and just to get back to the, the form that I want to be in. I, I thought I had a good summer. I thought I had a good camp. I was excited for the year. And freaking two minutes in the first period. And for two minutes in my ice time in the first period. I guess that's uh, someone's way of saying maybe I wasn't ready. <laughs> but... Uh, um, yeah, it was. It's uh, it's been hard, but at the same time, it's just such a. I'm just really excited. I'm so excited to be back. When it ha- when it happened, did you think it was much worse than what it could have been? Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was, get helped off. I thought it was much worse. Um, my first time, I thought uh, I had a lot of bad thoughts in my head. I thought there were there were next season type of thoughts coming in my head, uh, just because it's just the way it was and the way it felt. So, uh, thankfully, it was not that. Uh, <laughs> so, that was uh, a huge plus, a big blessing. But, um, like I said, these last couple of weeks have been hard, but it's been really good. Our, our training staff did a phenomenal job. Our core staff did awesome. I mean, I think we, it's the way it's been feeling, how I've been feeling. I was really nervous on Monday. <laughs> I was good because I had a, I had skated on Sunday and I was hopping and puffing pretty good. But I mean, when you only have two D on the ice, it makes it a little bit more difficult. And so Monday, around, I was super nervous not for practice. Not gonna lie. Um, so uh, that ended up going well. Last two days, I've gotten really well, even with the short numbers. Do you hold any? Just, is it something that the injury kind of happens in the flow of the game and you don't think about it too much? Or, I mean, are you upset at, or at all for, for that? No. You know, it's just shit happens, you know, during a game. And it's not as if, I mean, you, I watched it after a few days. And it's not as if you tried to do it. I mean, that's just stuff that happens in a game. And, and there's three times that puck could have gotten pushed one way or the other before it even gets to me, right? It's just the way to go sometimes. It's, it sucks. It's... Uh, it's not his fault by any means, so it's, it's just something that happens in the game. Who are the best Halloween costume on the team this year? Oh, man. I think Nick Holden and Nick and Ange Holden. The, the Costco-Walmart battle was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was. They came in a little bit later, and it was it was a flawless entrance. Let's just say that. It was great. <laughs> oh, favorite Halloween candy, at least favorite Halloween candy of Okay, I'm gonna amend that for a second. My least favorite Halloween candy to eat is the Halloween, the candy kernels. The, candy corn. Candy yeah, corn. but I do love looking at them. <laughs> I think that there's like a great, a great decoration. My favorite Halloween, my favorite Halloween candy. Well, I don't eat a lot of candy, so and it's not really a Halloween candy. But I literally like milk does. I used to drive around a junior with it when I played in Fargo with a huge box. It would sit up. Yeah, it would sit on my, uh, on my dasher, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, it was like a super cold winter. She had to pop it in there and warm them up first and just like hold them in your cheek and then chew them up. Yeah, it was awesome. I used to really like sweets. <laughs> that counts as a candy. Yeah, consider it. It's not really a Halloween candy, though. I mean... No, no, it's more like an Easter candy. Like, what's a good Halloween candy? I don't even know. Reese's. Yeah, Reese's, I, 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 I go with Easter. Okay, East, the egg. Yeah, the yeah. Easter egg, Reese's. Yeah. Egg. yeah. All right. Thank you. Awesome.
So Puck Drop is set for 7 o'clock tonight. It is, a uh, again, a Halloween edition, so people will be wearing their costumes. I'm pretty sure they're going to be handing out candy at the arena. You know, all the good stuff I'm pretty sure is going to be taking place at T-Mobile Arena tonight. Uh, and obviously, this is a big game for the likes of Max Pacioretty, who will be not only facing his former club for another time once again. I believe this is the second time. I don't think he played in the one time in Vegas. So obviously, this is business as usual for Pacioretty. He's already gotten the gotten all that uh, out of the way facing his former team. But also, Pacioretty is one point away from 500 in the NHL, and I would not be shocked in the least if he was able to secure that point tonight. Obviously, the way that the the Stazzing line has been playing with Stone and Pacioretty as of late, I would expect those three to have a big game against Montreal. Uh, so the Golden Knights, as we kind of touched on earlier, they haven't been off to the best start at home, 4-3 and three at home uh, to this point. A chance to kind of right the ship tonight and get five wins in eight home games, which obviously would be... I think at this point, consider it a success considering how the season started. Uh, but, you know, as we touched on before, the sky is not falling. Uh, the Vegas is doing a hell of a lot better than I think a lot of people anticipated with Tuck and Schmidt uh, out of the lineup. But with those two back, I would expect the Golden Knights to get back to the way they play, which is a fast-paced style of hockey. And uh, I think it's going to also improve the power play. A power play that is eighth in the NHL to this point at 25%. But with Tuck and Schmidt returning, I would expect those two to occupy the two spots on the second power play unit with the Carlson line to kind of uh, maybe right the ship and make that power play just a little bit more dangerous. I think that's uh, I think that's to be expected to this point. So again, puck drop at at uh, seven o'clock tonight between the Canadians and the Golden Knights. Golden Knights will try to get a victory after the Canadians uh, swept the season series last year. So in the spirit of Halloween, I figured it would be beneficial to us all to discuss the only thing that we should be talking about when it comes to the Golden Knights and Halloween, and that is the Golden Knights and their Halloween costumes that were posted uh, about a few days ago. I actually, actually a day ago. I don't even want to say a few days ago. It, feel, it feels like it's longer, okay? The fact that we're already through October and we're coming up in November, I'm being thrown off here on the whole time slot here, but... uh the Golden Knights had their annual Halloween party uh, a couple days ago, and they did not disappoint with the costumes yet again. And I think that when you talk to these guys, it, it's always fun when you talk to these guys and they just discuss their costumes. I think it's awesome. I think it's refreshing. And it gives uh, it gives us a little bit more material to actually uh, sit and digest about because uh, there were some interesting ones. There were some absolutely interesting ones that we had here. I mean, we'll we'll start. Everybody who I talked to yesterday believed that the best costume went to uh, Nick Holden and his wife, who went. Nick Holden went as a Walmart greeter, and his wife went as a Costco sampler, which no one has ever thought to actually do that. Which I think is fantastic. Uh, no one has ever, you know, woken up one day and go, you know what. I'm going to go ahead and dress up as a Walmart greeter for Halloween. I think it's something that's out of the box. No one's ever really thought of it, and it worked. And everybody thought he had the best costume uh, from what I was told yesterday. So that worked out very well. Uh, Paul Stasny went as a tennis player. 
I'm not exactly sure which tennis player yet. I I haven't had a chance to ask him about that yet. I, I want to – God, I can't even – do I want to say – John McEnroe? I don't know. I, I can't. I can't really tell. I'm, I'm thrown off by the hair. I think Stasny's hair is what's throwing me off here a little bit. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury went as cousin It, and his wife went as Wednesday Adams, which is a very nice combination there. I talked to Fleury a little bit after uh, after everybody left for uh, left for Gerard Gallant's press conference, and I. And I asked him, I said, is it, is it a collaborative effort between the two of you or is it just something where, you know, you just pick something out and it fits? And he's like, well, pretty much it's uh, I give a few ideas and the wife says yes whenever she likes one. So, it, you know what? Kudos to Flurry for adapting, I suppose. You know what I mean? I mean, it works. It works. It just works. Um, he did tell me that this costume idea was a last minute thing, which I find very hard to believe because it's very difficult to find a cousin it costume like <laughs> i'll be at the very last minute not that i would know because i've never tried to dress up as cousin it but the amount of hair and the amount of you know what what whatever the hell he made to have the costume look like that i don't want to say that it took him last minute but you know what every year the flurries have kind of hit it out of the ballpark so to say i mean that that's been a that's been uh, a theme the last couple of years. I think what was it two years ago they went as the uh, the little green soldiers from uh, from Toy Story, and he told me that he smelled like paint for the next four days after that. So he probably didn't like that aspect, but uh, he but uh, that that went very well. And then I think uh, I can't remember what it was the year, the year later. I think it had something to do with uh, them like at a Reno nine one one or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Uh, they looked uh, extremely uh, good and very creative in that aspect. The one that I could not get over, <laughs> and I felt so bad when I figured this out. Um, Alex or uh, not Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck. Well, Alex Tuck went as Woody, and I believe Malcolm Subban went as Buzz. So that there you go. That's that's a that's a classic one right there. Max Pacioretty. I was trying to figure out what he was supposed to be looking like, and then. The more I thought about it, I was like, okay, he looks like the yellow, the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. So afterwards, I went up to him after after uh, all the interviews died down, and I said, well, you, you were going as the man in the yellow hat, right? And he pretty much goes, yeah, but here's the thing. My son was sick, and my wife had to stay home and take care of him, so I could not bring my son, and I could not bring my wife, and uh, could not bring the son to be uh, his George. So he, as he told me, he was the lonely man in the yellow hat. So, uh, man, that that that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Part of me was also going to tell him, you know what? You should have brought in a stuffed monkey. But I, I don't think uh, I don't think Max would have had enough time to actually go. You know what? I'm going to go to uh, this place, get a stuffed monkey, and just have him lay on my shoulder for three hours. I totally I don't think that that was going to work very well for him. But uh, you know what? He pulled it off. I don't think the lonely aspect is what he was really going for, but you know what? He pulled it off, and I think uh, he should be commended for having such an underrated costume. Uh, William Carlson went as the Joker. Uh, His girlfriend, Emily, went as uh, Harley Quinn. Um, I'm not sure if he was supposed to go as the Heath Ledger Joker or the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I'll probably have to ask him that later today uh, just to... uh, just, just to clarify, because I think uh, 
I think Max Domi may have taken the taken reins on the Joker costume as a result of last night. That was a uh, that was a very interesting uh, that was a very interesting costume that Domi put together, and he looked he looked scary as hell, and definitely looked a lot better than Carlson. Not not to say that uh, Carlson's didn't look good, but that's uh, yeah, that's that's where we are on that. Ryan Reeves went as the Muffin Man. We we don't need to say anything there. Uh, Riley Smith, I want to say, went as gold member. I, I think <laughs> we can't really tell what he was doing. I think he was wearing his skates at the time. I can't really tell that that that's the the picture that I got was blurry. So it, it looks like his skates are on. I I, I don't know. I, I want to say that that is the case. Uh, and everyone else, uh. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out everybody else still to this point. Uh, I want to say Brandon Puri's a lumberjack, or I think. I don't know. That looks like flannel. I, I can't really tell. I want to say that's Cody Egan as a leprechaun. That makes all the sense in the world for obvious reasons. Tomas Nosek, I think, is a reverend, a priest, an exorcist, one of the two. I, I want to say that's what's happening there. Uh Mark Stone and his girlfriend are figure skaters. That worked out well. And yeah, that that's pretty much my assumption. I'm still trying to figure out what Cody Glass is here. He's got a got an interesting hairdo going on back there. I'm not exactly entirely sure what Cody Glass is trying to do. Uh but yeah, that that's pretty much it. and I don't know what Shea Theodore is because this picture I have is he's looking toward the side and he's not facing the camera, but he's wearing a hat and something else. So that's pretty much all I got out of that one. So that is your Golden Knights Halloween wrap-up of 2019. And also, while we're on the subject here, I have no idea what in the world Jonathan Marcheseau is supposed to be. Uh, he's, I think that's a bandana and fake tattoos and all that jazz, so he's probably a gang member. I, I don't know. And Brady McNabb looks like he's someone fresh out of jail. So there you go. There is your... Uh, there is your Halloween wrap-up of 2019 for the Golden Knights. Uh, they It looks like they were at McMullen's. looked like it was a, a grand time at McMullen's. Um, but, yeah, that was, uh, it, again, these guys, for for as busy as they are for the first month of the season, because, you know, you're getting ready for the season, you're getting ready to play some hockey, you're trying to get in the zone of what you're trying to do, and yet you have time probably with the assistance of others, but you do have time to go out and have a very good costume. Like these guys put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into their costumes. I'm pretty sure these guys are thinking probably almost a year out in advance, like, Oh, what am I going to be for Halloween next year? And then they go out and do it. And it's absolutely ridiculous what these guys come up with. And I'm pretty sure their wives and their girlfriends and their fiancés have a lot of input as to what in the world is happening. But um, they all did a really good job. I, I think uh, the Golden Knights Halloween pictures are just some of the best ones uh, that we've seen in the last few years, and it def- and it shows. I mean, I'm st- I'm still kind of shook over James Neal being Pennywise a couple years ago, and I and I remember asking him about it. I was just like, "How long did it take you to do that makeup?" And he's like, "Oh, about five six hours." So that, there's your typical James Neal, I, su- I suppose. Um, but yeah, that is the uh, Golden Knights wrap up of Halloween of 2019. Not not the best analysis I could give because I'm not about to go into a deep dive of what in the world these guys are dressing up as. But you know what? It, it is what it is, and Halloween is meant to be a fun time, and hopefully the Golden Knights will be uh, treating instead of tricking tonight when they play the Canadians. Uh, 
Uh, so again, puck drop is at seven o'clock tonight. The Golden Knights and the Canadians um, should be a rather interesting game. I think the Canadians are trying to be one of those teams that are going to shock a lot of people. Uh, obviously, they made a late charge to the playoffs last year. Almost made the playoffs. Uh, last year they don't really have a lot of top end talent they have a lot of really good players i mean domi's good druin's good tatar obviously has found some new life in montreal he's been he's been outstanding uh they've got some really good uh young talent obviously suzuki is the main name there i did ask cody glass if he was going to be chirping uh, at suzuki on the ice today he said oh absolutely so expect that i i was kind of hoping as i was thinking about the last couple of days, hopefully that uh, those two will be taking a face off together because uh, Suzuki's been kind of up and down the line of the last few uh, the last few games. I know he was on the fourth line last night, so maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a face off between Glass and Suzuki at some point. I think uh, the crowd may not give a damn about it, but you know what? Those of us who are you know clear historians of the last three years of the Golden Knights, we want these things to happen, and we want these things to be memorable, and we want them to be enjoyed. Or something random like that. I don't know. But in any event, uh, we will be back tomorrow to discuss this game uh, and see if the Golden Knights can start November on a hot note. They will be uh, at home to complete this homestand on on Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets. We will be back Sunday to break down that game. But uh, for tomorrow, we will be talking this game and uh, we'll be breaking down Winnipeg and what was once upon a time a Western Conference Finals matchup and to now... We have no idea what's going on with Winnipeg. They're uh, they're kind of up and down as of late. They they they're not consistent right now, and that's it's kind of sad because you want to see Winnipeg be consistent. You want to see Winnipeg be good. I, I like to see Winnipeg good, um, if that makes any sense. I don't know, uh, but in any event, that is actually going to do it. I know this is a very short episode, uh, but this is. Uh, it's Halloween. I think everybody just wants to get their candy and go home and relax and not have to worry about doing any trick or treating or anything. And they just want to, they just want to be done with this. So I think that's where I'm at with this one. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Happy Halloween. Happy Nevada Day. Happy. How did I go this far without saying this? Happy Nevada Day. Today is the actual Nevada Day, not the Nevada Day that was celebrated on Friday. And I'm going to go on another rant if I have to about that. Happy Nevada Day to you. Happy uh, Happy Halloween. Have a good night. Have a good day. We will see you back for Friday. We're almost to the end of the work week. Thank God. And we hope you have a good rest of your day. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.